Good morning, everyone. Morning. It's great to see you all here this morning. Um, if I haven't met you before, as John said, my name's Kirby and I am so privileged to be part of the team here at C3. Um, this has been my home for about 22 years, I think, since I was a little kid. Um, and I just love this place, this family. It, if you're visiting with us this morning, um, we hope that you would like to place, call this place home too. Um, if you're watching online, we would love to see you someday soon because there's nothing better than family, right? Yeah, so good. I love it. Uh, well, as Pastor John said, we have been talking about resetting prayer in the month of August. Um, and if you can believe it, we're in the last Sunday of August and this week, September, and that's just mind-blowing. But bring it on. So spring, yes, yeah, spring. That's great. Has anyone else loved the sunshine lately? Like it's just, oh, I love it. It's great. Um, but I should have suspected that when I saw my name down uh, to preach about prayer, that um, my little own personal prayer life would get a little bit of a shake up in the month of August. Because, um, you know, I knew that God wouldn't let me stand up here without something to share. And so he has given me something to share. So um, my first encouragement to you today, and if it's all you take away from today, um, is the verse 1 Thessalonians 5, verses 16 to 18. And it says, Rejoice always, pray continually, give thanks in all circumstances, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. I don't know about you, but I've often, growing up, I have those thoughts and you know, thinking from time to time, you know, what is God's will for my life? And I think a lot of us would like a dot by dot calendar event, little schedule that we can just walk through and know that we are following God's will for us. You know, it's Monday and he wants me to go to Coles and, you know, <laughs> buy margarine. I don't know. <laughs> but it would be nice if he just like laid it out for us, right? You know, we finished high school. What uni degree should I do? What, should I, what trade should I learn? Um, I think we can get so caught up in what his will for us is in that, in that practical sense. Um, but He's already said it in his word for us. His will for us is to rejoice always, pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances. Um, I think back to Pastor Bruce's message a couple of weeks ago about simples. I think that one has stood out for a lot of us. If you haven't watched it already, it's a, I think it was about mid-July, July 18, somewhere around there, I think. Um, watch that message because it's, that one will really bless you. But, um, you know, God's will for us is simple. He's said it. Pray continually. Rejoice always, give thanks in all circumstances. You know, we live in a world um, that's broken. We are human. We make mistakes. There's bad things that happen around us. And, you know, that isn't God's will for us. But his will in that is to thank him in all circumstances. Pray continually in all circumstances and rejoice. So if that's the one thing you take away from today, that will bless you and that will help you. Um, I believe God has so much that he wants to bless each and every one of us with. Um, and I know that from reading that verse, a lot of those things he reveals to us when we spend time in prayer. When we spend time in his presence, when we spend time worshipping him, he is able to reveal and talk to us about those things. Um, you know, it might be, you might hear the actual physical verbal voice of God. You might get an idea in your spirit. You might just sense something from him when you actually have um, that time in prayer. And so you might be sitting here today, you might think life's pretty cruisy at the moment. You know, you when, you know when people ask you, like, how's life? And you're like, yeah, can't complain. It's pretty good. 
Um, that was sort of where my life has been for a long time. Um, you might also be sitting here with a situation that's right in front of you that you can't see through. Um, that also recently has been my life. Um, so I believe that this word has something in it for everyone, no matter how you are feeling this morning, whether life's just great, praise Jesus, or whether you've got something that is facing you that you can't see through. Um, I think back to a couple of months ago, it was probably like June, July, um, and I was a bit like I said, you know, people would be like, oh, you know, how's life? What's been happening? You're like, yeah, life's pretty good. Go to work. Can't complain, really. It's pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm healthy, having fun. I've got lots of friends and family around me. It's pretty good. Um, but I had sort of had this little feeling in my spirit that I was like, I, I feel like I should change something, like do something new. Um, and I didn't pray. Like it was not something that I was like seeking God about. It was just this little idea that I was just like, let's change something. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, um, I, well actually for a few weeks I've had two colleagues at school that have been nagging me to um, join them at their gym class at six o'clock in the morning. And <laughs> I met that for a couple of weeks with every excuse under the sun. I was like, not a morning person. Nah, you don't, you don't want to know, know me at six o'clock. It'll ruin our friendship at work. I'm, nah. Every excuse you can think of, I was like, nah, it's not happening. And so when this thought popped into my brain, I was like, oh, okay, that's something that maybe I could do. So I messaged my colleagues. I was like, what does it entail? Count me in. I'm going to give it a go. What's the worst that can happen, right? I can just bail or sleep through my alarm, which I haven't done yet, which is amazing because it's probably going to happen at some point. Um, you know, the old snooze and then you wake up and you're like, oops. Um, but yeah, so I sent them a message. It was a random weeknight and I was like, cool, count me in. Um, little I did I know the next day, I would be faced with another situation that really kind of took me out at the knees. Um, and I went from pondering life and wanting to change things to being like, <laughs> I don't want anything to change. Please, everything go back to normal. I don't want to deal with this. Um, and it wasn't like a temporary thing that I knew. It was like the thing that happened to me, which I'm not going to go into details because that's not important. But it was something that moving forward would change a lot. Um, and I just found myself going, <laughs> I don't want this. Um, the outcome, like either way, it's not, it wasn't a bad situation. It was just something that really I wasn't expecting and it really just set off a little chain of events that had me questioning a lot of things. Um, it had me questioning God's will and calling for my life. It had me um, worrying about the choice that I had to make. It had me worrying about letting people down. What would people think of me? What if this? What if that? What if that? And you know you get caught in those like spirals of thinking. I'm, not, I'm surely not the only one. Yeah, yeah, get some nods. Just like you get so caught up in all of the things that can possibly happen. Um, and I, what I realised through this scenario was that it wasn't so much the, the situation and the decision that shook me up. It was the fear of what other people would think of me suddenly had me questioning God's will for my life. Um, and it takes me back to that verse in 1 Thessalonians. Um, I realised that I had I'd sort of been doing life the hard way. And whilst my life hadn't been hard, I still had just been doing it my way. Um, you know, you don't have to wake up every morning and pray to God and say, God, what should I do today? What time should I drive my car from here to work? Like, there's a lot that we just do because it's a part of life. Um, but I realised I had been doing a lot of that stuff without bringing God along with me. 
Um, and it wasn't that I was ignoring him and it wasn't that I was turning my back on him. It's just, it was autopilot. I just would wake up, get dressed, go to work, be at work, you know, and every now and again, you'd, something would crop up and you'd decide I'd pray or I'd think about God or I'd have a worship song in the car. And so he was kind of there, but it was sort of just automatic. I wasn't thinking much more about it. Um, and so when this situation came along, it kind of gave, gave me a little bit of a kick up the backside. Um, and it, with the benefit of hindsight, um, I, I had so many valuable conversations over the last couple of weeks with people that I really trust. Um, and when I look back, that moment really wasn't what God unlocked for me in the last two weeks, but he's unlocked so many other things that I think he's been standing here, like talking in my ear constantly, and I just have not given him the ability to speak through. Like, he was there, I was worshipping, I'd been at prayer meeting, like I wouldn't say in any way that I had switched off from God, but I hadn't switched on either. Um, and so it turns out he had a lot to say to me when I was finally ready to listen. Um, and so my prayer for you this morning is that you don't wait until a situation comes up that makes you desperate again to hear God's voice. Um, I pray that this, what you take away from today gives you that desperation to hear from God in everything you do and not in an overly Spiro kind of way, um, but just in a way that you know that through everything you're doing, God is there guiding you um, and you don't end up questioning whether you're doing the right or wrong thing when it suddenly gets so far along the line that you're not sure. Um, I even said to someone that... Um, because I, I, I know that I have this calling on my life that I've spoken to um, Pastor Julie. I said it to Pastor Julie, actually. Um, I've spoken to her about it over the last 10 years on numerous occasions. And I said to her, I'm not even sure that I heard God speak that many years ago. Maybe I made it all up. And so that, like, this situation that wasn't even bad had me questioning God's call on my life to that level because I was like, well, maybe I just made it up because I thought that was kind of cool at the time. Um, but I know that through this journey, it's not true. <laughs> um, but yeah, I just pray that you never get to that point where you're questioning things like that, that we can just be so assured of what God has called us to do each and every single day. Um, and so I just have three really simple points this morning and you might've heard them a hundred times. You might have never heard them, but it's just three things that I did through this little journey of the last couple of weeks that really pulled me back into a place um, of trusting God with prayer. Um, yeah, like I said, Bruce's, Pastor Bruce's message, simples. It doesn't mean it's easy because it certainly hasn't been easy, but it is simple. God's will for us is simple. It's prayer. Like it says it in his word. Like Tegan said, his word is true. It's full of promises. He doesn't lie. So if it's that simple, why do we overcomplicate things so much? I'm a massive overcomplicator. I'm a massive overthinker. So to read that is so reassuring that I don't have to be so worried about a thousand step plan for my life. I just have to worry about praying. Um, and that's not even a bad, like I don't even have to worry about that. I just have to do it. So the first thing that, will, that helped me was to find someone that points you to prayer or that surrounds you in prayer that can keep you accountable. Um, the, when I was first sort of hit with this situation, I, <laughs> I went home and I ignored it. I 
did not talk about it. Actually, that's not true. I did, I did talk to my mum briefly about it. Um, but I, I think I had a Pilates class that night and I saw a f- couple of friends and I was just like, I'm not even going to talk about it. They're like, how's your day been? I'm like, great. It's been awesome. Pumped to do Pilates. <laughs> um, I just ignored it. But we all know that's a really bad idea because you know when you shake up like a soft drink can, eventually at some point you have to open it and um, it explodes in many ways. Mine was tears. But um, <laughs> I, yeah, like I said, I just ignored it. And then by the next day I had come to my senses a little bit and I realised I needed to talk to someone that I trusted about it. And that for me, that person's Pastor Julie. Um, for many, many years um, as someone who has been my pastor and um, she's also my boss when I'm working here at church, um, I've formed a really great relationship with her. She, I trust her so much. So she's like a mentor, well, she is my mentor. Um, and so when things are good and bad, I talk to her constantly about them. Um, and you know you've found a really good mentor or a really good leader, like in work, life, church, when once I bawled my eyes out, blurbed every thought and emotion that was going through my head in a completely like nonsensical order out to her. You know when you're talking to someone, you're like, oh, and this, and then, oh, and this, and then I had that thought. And it's like, I just blurted all out to her. The first thing she turned around and said to me after sitting there so kindly, nodding and smiling, she's like, so what's God told you about it? And I was just like, mm. like, I just wanted her to tell me what to do. But I knew like, I knew that, that she wouldn't, but you know, it would have just been so much easier if she turned around and was like, I think you need to do this. Because I would have been like, cool, thanks, see you later. But she was like, what has God told you about this? And I was just like, nothing. She's like, well, why? I'm like, because I haven't asked him yet. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. I'm like, I should have known. I should have saved you half an hour and I should have just prayed before I came to see you, but that's fine. So she um, is the kind of person that... Um, if you've got something going on, you go and talk to her. She will always point me back to prayer. What is God saying? Have you spent time with God listening for his voice in the situation? Um, you might not have one person like that in your life, but being part of this church and community, we have connect groups. Um, most of us, pretty much probably all of us sitting here in a connect group, and I love that about our groups. You know, we've got message threads, messenger, however you communicate. You know, if something's going on, you can go straight to those people for prayer. Um, There are really good shiny silver linings of connect groups. Like my mum's been a connect leader for probably like 15 forever, 400 years. No, sorry, you're not that old. (laughs) Um, But yeah, mum's been a connect group leader as long as I can remember. (laughs) I don't hear what dad said, but it was probably cheeky. Um, But One thing I remember about mum, and she still does, and if you've ever been in her connect group, is she likes to make scones for her connect group. Like, all the time, maybe not all the time, like 80% of the time, some days she doesn't, but she makes scones for her connect group, and I know that her connect group really like that she makes scones. Um, it's It's a great silver lining of connect group. You go to connect group and you get freshly baked scones. Like, what else could you need? But... You know, our Connect group, we have dips and cheese and we have lots of, like, chocolate. And I actually made scones last time for my Connect group. They were gluten-free and they were passable. (laughs) There was a couple that was great. They weren't, like, as spongy and fluffy as they were. They were a bit flat, but they were still, like, crumbly. So I'll try 
I'll perfect it for next time. Um, but yeah, that's just a really great silver lining of Connect Group is like spending time with friends that are on the same path as you. But when things get tough, Connect Groups are there for one another. Like if you're sitting in this room, I'm probably, I'm pretty confident that at some point you've needed prayer from your Connect Group and they've shown up, you've needed a meal, they've provided a meal, they've provided things for you, they've given you a word of encouragement. Like that is the beautiful thing about our church is we have these Connect Groups. And if you are not part of one and you'd love to be a part of one, there are so many people here that would love to welcome you into their home, um, welcome you into their lives because that's how we do life together. Um, And when things get really tough, you can rock up and they will point you to prayer, which is what I love so much about Connect Group. Even if you don't need prayer, you know, you go and it's like, does anyone need prayer? You're like, I'll take some prayer. I don't know what it's for. But, you know, that's how we can build prayer into our lives um, with the people around us keeping us accountable. Um, So, yeah, in Hebrews 10 uh, verse 24 to 25, it says, And let us consider how we may spur one another toward love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And that's what is at the core of our connect groups. We spur one another on. That's a little tongue twister. Apologies. We spur one another on with love, good deeds, prayer, and we encourage one another. So get in a connect group. That's my first point for this morning. Uh, the second one is to create some space and remove some distractions. So um, when I met with Pastor Julie and I chatted to her, she said to me, she's like, what are you doing tonight? She's like, you need to spend some time with God. You need to find a space that you know that he will be able to speak to you. And I was like, okay. So for me, it's, it's walking. I love going for a big long walk, putting on some worship music, just switching off from life. You know, when you're out walking, you can't get distracted by the TV or pulled away to the laundry beeping saying it's ready to be hung out like you just you remove yourself and the further you walk away from your home the longer it takes to get back so you know you can create a pretty good space for yourself um, out walking so that's what works for me it might not work for you Um, but creating a space that's away from distractions it's away from Netflix it's away from your phone you know has anyone ever like tried to pray and then you just hear ding and so you're like dear Jesus I pray for oh And you're like, you just then go start messaging and then your mind's in a hundred other places, you know. Turn off your phone. You actually, phones do have a function where they turn off, if you didn't know. Uh, If you're an iPhone user, I can show you how. Um, But yeah, or aeroplane mode, that's slightly less scary. But yeah, find a space, turn off your phone. If you need to call up someone and say, can you take my kids away from me for an hour, half an hour, you know, do whatever you need to do to create space. We... We can always find excuses to not have the space. But, you know, like friends and family, like my family, you know, we try and do like a family dinner once a week. It's not always that often, but like once or twice in a fortnight, once in a fortnight, however many times. (laughs) But, you know, we we message each other. We set the time aside to catch up. Um, You know, we don't just wait till things are hard and we need their advice and their support to see one another. We want to be around them because we love them and we want to just hang when things are good, when things are normal. You know, sometimes we sit there and it's like, what's new? You're like, oh, not a lot. Eat some food, have a laugh and we go home. But, you know, it's building relationship, it's spending time. So, you know, it makes me wonder why we don't do that more often with God. Why don't we put him in our calendar, have a little brunch date with God? Have a little half an hour, you know, after work, a weeknight, put it aside, put it in your calendar, create space 
for me, when I was out walking, I actually, I just completely switched off from the situation. And halfway through, I just found myself walking and suddenly this like idea came into my head that was related. And I just had this incredible sense of excitement and peace. And I knew in that moment that was God speaking to me. You know, it wasn't a sentence, you should do this. It was just this sense of, oh, that's a different way. I haven't thought of it before. And I was so excited about it that I was just like, I know what to do. And I like, I was just so wrapped that like it had been a long time since I'd made the effort to hear from God like that. Um, and it makes, those things just make me wonder, it's like, why don't we do that more? Because, you know, when you do it and you hear from God and you get peace and you feel excited, it's like such a great feeling. It's like, well, why don't we make more time to do that? Um, so that's the second thing. Um, I've been reading a really great book and it's called Dangerous Prayers and it's by a pastor in America called Greg Groeschel. Um, and the book basically just unpacks Psalm 139. And that verse, oh, 23 and 24, it's only two verses actually. And it says, search me, God, and know my heart. Test me and know my anxious thoughts. See if there's any offensive way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. And this whole book basically just unpacks that verse in three parts. And it's um, search me, break me, send me. So like when was the last time you just prayed a prayer like that where you didn't have an agenda, but you just said, God, search me, reveal things to me and send me with a new idea, send me out to do something, send me out to speak to someone. Um, you know, I often will go when I need, I need something specific. But when was the last time you went to let him give you what you need that you don't even know? Um, so you just create it. And you, you might not hear something straight away, but, you know, we build that habit and we find it easy to hear from him. You know, we remove distractions and that habit gets easier every time we do it. Um, so yeah, when was the last time you created space just to hear from God with no agenda? It's exciting. Um, third point, and my final point for this morning is to take a step of faith. Um, if you've ever heard from God's voice, if you've ever heard from God or heard his voice, um, don't doubt what he's told you. It was like what Tegan was saying earlier, don't doubt his word. And sometimes hearing from God is actually just like reading a scripture and acting on that. Um, we listened to a, at our Connect group the other week, we watched one of the Bible Project videos um, and it was the Hebrew word Shema, Shema. It was a great video. Watch it if you haven't. And the, the title was Listen, so Shema. And, you know, part of my hesitations with um, the situation that was going on was I was just so caught up in worrying about what other people think of me. Um, but the fear of like worrying what others were thinking was the quickest way to forget what God thinks I am and what God thinks about me. Not only through this situation did I get clarity from God, but um, the fear of, and I actually even shared this with our kids in Prime the other week. We were talking about... Um, you know, in my weakness, your power is made strong in me. And we were talking about what, what our weaknesses are. And, you know, as a kid, you go straight to, well, I'm not good at maths or I'm not good at running. They're really practical things. And I just shared with them, I said, look, you know, one of my weaknesses is that I worry a lot about what other people think of me. Like, I worry a lot about that. And I know that in that weakness, if I give it to God, his power is made strong in me. And so it's something that um, I have worried about for a long time. I'm not even going to look at my mother because she'll be like, hmm, 
She always tells me to stop worrying about what other people think. What do you want to do? So um, through this whole situation, the actual situation and change became less of an issue. And God actually, like, he kind of gave me clarity. But then he totally started healing me from that. And the last two weeks, the amount of times I have looked back on scenarios and gone, two-week-old Kirby would not have dealt with it that way. And so because I actually stopped to hear his voice and let him speak to me, he actually started unpacking things that weren't even about the original situation, but I'd given him the space to speak. And so he started healing me on something I didn't even, like I knew I needed healing from, but I didn't even ask for that. Um, And that's what I mean. Like when was the last time you prayed with no agenda and you just let God unpack something that you weren't expecting or something that you've been asking for for a long time, but in a different way, like just let God in. Um, In James 1 verse 6, it says, but let him ask in faith with no doubting for the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea that is driven and tossed by the wind. I have doubted the choice that I made a couple of weeks so many times in the last two weeks. I have had good days and bad days and the days that I have doubted, I have just been like riddled with anxiety, like back in all of those questions of like, what if, what if I did the wrong thing? What if that, what if this person? And I just had to stop myself constantly and remind myself that I had heard from God and I had to trust him. And I just, I had to just make the choice to take a step of faith and stop living back in that place of doubt and uncertainty because that's where we get shook. That's where the devil tries to get us. He pulls us down. He tries to pull us off God's path for us. Um, I mentioned the word Shema before, but I didn't actually say what it was. It was listen. Um, So in Hebrew, there is no separate word for obey. The word Shema, when it's used in Scripture, it means to hear from God and it means to obey. Um, there was, when we were watching this video, there was an example that made me think of kids. And it's like, you know when you yell at a kid with an instruction and they, they hear you, but they, they don't do anything about it. It's not because they haven't heard you, but it's because they haven't Shema. They haven't listened. They haven't done what you've asked. And so in Scripture, when God tells us to do, to do something or He instructs us with something, He's not just wanting us to read it, but He's wanting us to actually act on it. Like it's the same word in Hebrew. Um, there's a, um, an, a pastor, A.W. Tozer, who I came across during the week and I found myself looking at a lot of his stuff. Um, he's from the early 1900s, I believe. Um, and one of the quotes that I read, one of the things he'd published was, the driver on the highway is safe, not when he reads the signs, but when he obeys them. So it is with the scriptures. And that's exactly what that word was talking about. It's like, we can read what God says, do not doubt, but we're safe and we're in his will when we actually do it. He's saying, do not doubt. So do not doubt. And that's what the word Shema means. He calls us not just to hear his voice, but to actually act on it. And that was the third thing I learned was I had to keep going back to a place of trusting in God and not questioning what I had already decided and heard from him. But I just had to believe him and take a step of faith and actually just keep walking, knowing that whenever those doubts came my way, it's like, no, Jesus, I've heard from you. I felt that peace. I know this is the right thing for me. And he will bless you for acting on his word. If we ask in faith when we hear from God and we do not doubt, that's where we remain in his peace, in his will. 
So that's my third point this morning. What was that? Yeah, take a step of faith when you hear from him, when you've prayed. Do it. Just do it. Like Nike. Just do it. Um, the other great quote I heard from, I read, sorry, from A.W. Tozer was, uh, most Christians don't hear from God because they've already decided they aren't going to do what he says. So it's not only just taking a step of faith, but it's actually not deciding that you're going to do it your way before you even hear from him. Actually laying down your own agendas so that you can hear from God. Um, I'd like to invite the worship team up if I could, just as we finish off this morning. So there are my three tips, however you need them to take away with you today. You know, the first one, as I said, was surround yourself with people that can keep you accountable, that point you to prayer. Two, create a space to be able to hear from God. And three, take a step when you do hear from Him. Take a step of faith. I actually would like to invite everyone to stand, if you can. And I just want to take a moment as the band just play some worship behind us I just ask love everyone to close your eyes and just we're going to take a moment to remove distractions like I said we're going to create a small space this morning because I've just I've got some questions that I'd love to leave you with some of these might apply to you some might not but I just would love for you to turn your eyes to him stop thinking about what you're going to eat for lunch And if that made you just think about eating lunch, I'm sorry. But has God something told you recently? Has He spoken to you, told you to do something and you haven't done it? I want you to think about why. As I said, for me, it was fear. It was fear of what other people would think. Or maybe this morning... God hasn't, you're standing here and God's never spoken to you. He hasn't ever revealed anything to you. Maybe you're also here this morning or you're watching online and you don't even know who God is. You don't even know that you have a Father in Heaven who has so much He wants to pour out into your life. You have a Father in Heaven that wants to walk beside you in everything you do. However that feels for you this morning, I'd just love to pray for everyone here. Lord Jesus, I pray for those people that have never heard Your voice. Lord, this morning I just ask that as they prioritise some time away from distractions, away from the busyness of life, Lord, that You would speak to them. Lord, and there would be such a certainty when they hear from You that it's Your voice, God, whether it's through Scripture, whether it's through a sense, a feeling, of audible word from You, Lord Jesus. I pray that anyone here this morning that is desperate to hear Your voice, Lord God, that You will unlock that this morning as they prioritise a space for You. Lord, I pray for anyone here who has something holding them back. I pray for courage to step out, to take that step. I pray that doubt is removed right now, Lord Jesus. The fear of the unknown, the fear of other people, the what ifs, the maybes, the uncertainties, Lord, right now that You would just fill boldness into those people, Lord, that need Your courage to take that step of faith. That they would be firmly planted, Lord Jesus, moving forward, not doubting, in Your promises for them, Lord Jesus. 
And most importantly, Lord Jesus, right now, I pray for anyone that has never encountered Your love before. Your life-changing, life-altering, abundant, joyful love for every single one of Your children, Lord Jesus. I pray right now, whoever that is, wherever they are, Lord God, will be overwhelmed with a knowledge and a sense of their Father in Heaven looking over them, walking with them. Thank You, Jesus. You know, if that is you this morning and you don't know God, I'd love to pray with you after the service. I'm not gonna ask you to come out here now or anything, but come and find me afterwards. If you're watching online and you just wanna know more about the Father in Heaven that loves you so much, there is a prayer on our website, a contact link you can reach out to our pastors because it is the most incredible decision that you can make is walking side by side with your Father, with Jesus who loves you so much that He sent Jesus to die on the cross to remove sin, to remove the penalty of this broken earth so that we may live forever in eternity with our Father in Heaven in peace. Thank You, Jesus. Lord, I pray for everyone right now, Lord, that as we step out of August, that prayer will just be something that continues to be our focus, Lord Jesus. Lord, it was never meant to be complicated, but we can just, wherever we are, talk to You, our Father, and hear Your voice. And I pray right now that every person's prayer life is just completely transformed, Lord Jesus. Lord, that we hear things from You that we never knew You, that You wanted to say to us. Thank You, Jesus. And again, after the service, I'd love to pray for anyone that is just hungry to hear God's voice. If you've never heard it before, or you just, it's been a while, or you have something going on that you'd really love just God to speak to you. I'd love to pray with you after the service. But right now we're just gonna close. We're gonna worship. I love this song. It's about God's promises for us. How faithful and true He is. So that you know, no matter what you're walking through, He is there. He will never leave you. So I just encourage you to just really sing these words out the best you can with a mask on. I know it's so hard, but from your spirit, from your heart, let's just finish off this morning praising our King because He's so worthy. Thanks, team.